Turn with me please to Psalm 34. Psalm 34. He said in verse 1, I will bless the Lord at all times. You can read it with me. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. They looked unto him and were lightened and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. And again, they must have been poor troubles because it was a poor man. So the angel of the Lord encamps round about them that fear him and delivers them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Let's read that again. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. One more time. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Thank you, Lord. The English version says, find out for yourself how good the Lord is. Taste for yourself. You know, somebody's eating something that's really, really good. You only want to hear them describe it and say, mm, 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 so long. <laughs> then what do you want? Well, give me some of it. Give me a bite. Don't just tell me how good. Let me taste for myself. He went on to say, blessed is the man that trusts in him. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints, for there is no want to them that fear him. The young lions do lack. That's the strongest of the strong. And suffer hunger. But they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. Glory to God. Any good thing. We've been on this subject called God is good. For a few weeks now. And we're stirred up about it. Remember we were happy last Friday night about it? We were excited. We were pumped. Y'all don't remember. So we'll have to review a little bit, I guess. And get ourselves back there. But is God good? Is he a good God? Well, if he's a good God, what would his will be for us? The scripture said, God is good and doeth. Good. What kind of things does God do? Now something that sounds so simple that so many people think they know is actually one of the biggest issues in the world today. Because even though people wouldn't say it, 
You've got millions of Christians who are not really convinced of God's goodness. They're not. Oh, they wouldn't say anything contrary to God being good. But they believe that a lot of bad stuff in their life is God. And they'll get huffy about it. You know, you try to tell them God didn't uh, destroy their home with a tornado. God didn't take their loved one with cancer. Oh, they'll get huffy. Oh, oh, oh don't, you, don't you talk about the work of God. We don't know why God does these things, but is it destruction? Is it killing? Is it stealing? Then did God do it? Is it good? But we've got millions of church-going people that believe he did. And they think they don't agree with folk like you and me. They think we're just wild-eyed and confused. But no, we're not confused. The devil is a bad devil and does bad stuff. God is a good God and does good things. Right? And they don't swap jobs some days. No. God never stops being good. The devil never stops being bad. You don't have to have a lot of degrees to figure this out. <laughs> Say it again with me. God's a good God. God, a good God. He, does good he does good things. Always. Always. The, devil the devil is a bad devil. A bad devil. He, does bad he does bad things. Always. Always. So when something bad happens, what's the first thing we ought to think? Devil. devil. When something good happens, what's the first thing we ought to think? God. God. Something good happens, we ought to start praising God, thanking God. Something bad happens, what should we say? Sorry, devil. Not blaming God. So simple. And yet millions, millions, millions of church-going people don't believe what we just said. They don't believe that. They got it all twisted around. And they got the devil as God's tool. And God uses the devil to teach us and do things with us. And it's real complicated and we couldn't understand it. But uh, God does some terrible things sometimes. And it's his plan. You can't understand it. Well, let me tell you something, folks. If God is using the devil and they're working together against us. We've had it. We we ain't got a prayer. We might as well just quit now. No, the Bible says you have an enemy. Isn't that right? You have an enemy, an adversary, the devil. And you ought to resist him. Don't give in to him. Resist him steadfast in the faith. God's not our enemy. He's our friend. He's our father. He's our healer. He's our provider. When the devil's been able to pull off some bad stuff, we can go to God and get some good things and overcome the evil with the good. Is good greater than evil? Can you overcome evil with good? Can you overcome bad sickness with good healing? Huh? Can bad poverty be overcome with good prosperity? Huh? 
Yes. Can bad sin be overcome with good forgiveness and the good blood of Jesus? Yes. Can good overcome evil? Yes. Yes. Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. We have overcome him. Glory to God. Well, God is good. Let me remind you of the definitions of good. These are the Hebrew and Greek words. Good means pleasant, beautiful, excellent, rich. (laughs) Is rich good? Yes. Prosperous. Well. Did you hear that? Well. Somebody said, how you doing? Good. I'm well. How you doing? Good. I'm prosperous. Appropriate. Beneficial. Happy. Also, honest and right is good. Good. I want you to go with me, please, to the book of Romans this evening. Let's go further in this. The book of Romans and the second chapter. Do we know all there is to know about God being good? No, No, we don't. We've barely scratched the surface of it, if that. Can we get more revelation? Can we get more excited? Can the revelation of God's goodness change our life? Can we come up to higher levels? Yes, yes. Let's get it. Romans chapter 2. Romans 2 and uh, 4. He said, Or despisest thou the riches of his goodness? Say that phrase. The riches of his goodness. Say that again. The riches of his goodness. What is true riches? Living in his goodness. And forbearance. And long suffering. Not knowing. That the goodness of God. Leads you. To repentance. What leads men and women to repentance? We've known this but we haven't known it. This has not been emphasized in turning men to repentance. It hasn't been. Worldwide, churchwide, it has not been emphasized. What's been emphasized is condemnation. Condemnation. You're sinners. You're going to hell if you don't change. And the impression has been left that God's mad at you because you're sin. And that's not true. The gospel is not the bad news. It's the good news. It's the good news. And I saw something today that's really stirred me up. Literally, scripturally, technically correct, the gospel is the good news of God's good things. Had you seen that? Did you know that? How about I prove it to you? Hold your place there in Romans. And go back to Isaiah. Let's get the source of this thing. Isaiah 52. 
Are you in Romans still? And you got Isaiah 52? So let's read Romans 10. <laughs> yeah, Romans 10. So it's just a few pages over. But then we're going to Isaiah 52 from there. Romans 10 and uh, 13. Whoever will call on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? What's the answer? They won't. How shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? They won't and they can't. Is hearing important? Mm, So important. How shall they hear without a preacher? Is it important that people be called and anointed to teach and preach? And how shall they preach except they be sent? Well, they won't. You know, I couldn't have preached in California if I couldn't have got out there. I didn't have anything to wear. Didn't have anything to eat. Hadn't had a place to stay. Somebody paid for our fuel from the church here. Well, they sent me. People have got seed in that aircraft. People have sewn clothes to us. Our salary comes out of the church and the ministry. and So offerings did that. So our partners and our church are feeding me and Phyllis and clothing us and sending us. Because we couldn't go. You can't go unless you're sent. Keep reading this. How will they preach except they be sent? As it is written. What does it mean as it is written? He's quoting previous scripture. As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach what? The gospel of peace and bring what? Glad tidings of good things. See, we're not even preaching the gospel. Until we're preaching about the good things. (laughs) Do you see that? I didn't write that. The Amplified says. How can men be expected to preach unless they're sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring glad tidings. How welcome is the coming of those who preach the good news of his good things. Say that out loud. The good news of his good things. Now look back in Isaiah 52 because that's what he's quoting. He's quoting Isaiah 52 and 7. 52.7 Isaiah. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him that brings good tidings, that publishes peace, that brings good tidings, what? Of good. Good news of good. Amplified said good news of good things. That publishes salvation that says to Zion, thy God reigns. 
hearts. Thy good God, who does good things, reigns. Said out loud, the gospel is good news of good things. And what is it that turns men around? The gospel. What is it that gets men out of death and into life, out of sin and into right living, out of bondage and into freedom? It's the good news of good things. When Jesus talked about the Spirit of the Lord's upon me because He's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Good news of what? Good things to the poor. What kind of good things does a poor man need to hear and want to hear? If you told him you got to stay poor, God's working something out in your life. Is he going to get excited about that? Is he going to call that good news? That's not good news. That's bad news. Oh, but the gospel's not bad news. The gospel is good news. The Bible said when this gospel is preached to all nations for a witness, then the end's going to come. But see, this gospel of the goodness of God has not been preached. Religion has been preached. Fear has been preached. Sin has been preached. Guilt and condemnation has been preached. Rules have been preached. But that's not what turns men to God. Hmm? Condemnation doesn't work. What I mean by that, you can preach against stuff all the time. And maybe it is sin. And maybe people shouldn't do it. But you can preach against it. And you can come down on it. And people will feel bad. They will feel bad. They will feel low. And they'll cry. And they'll leave and go home and do it again. Because there's no power in condemnation and guilt to get you out. Listen to me, friends. God does not want you to feel bad about what you have done or are doing. He does not want you to be guilty and feel guilty and feel bad. He wants you free from it. Free. And He wants you clean and washed so that you believe you're righteous now again. He's not impressed by you going around hitting yourself over the head You know, self-condemnation trying to prove to him how sorry you are about it. He is not pleased with that. That just means you're not believing the Bible. It means you're not doing the Bible. It means you don't have faith in the blood. And you don't want to get into trying to make somebody feel guilty and feel bad for what they've done. You have to watch it, especially with family. Especially with family. Close family. Because you, you, the enemy will come and thoughts and feelings will come. They don't know how bad they really messed up. They don't know how bad they hurt me. And then you try to explain it to them. And you try to show them. What are you wanting them to do? You're wanting them to feel bad. You're trying to minister guilt. You're trying to minister condemnation. And you have left the Holy Ghost way back there. Because he's not into that. 
Now, if you're in sin and you won't repent, your own heart will condemn you. Hmm? And that's going to stay that way unless and until you repent. But it's not my job to condemn you. Not your job to condemn somebody else. Our job is to proclaim, to publish, to preach, to teach, to put on CDs and DVDs, broadcast on the internet, books, and have meetings, and say it through the microphone. God is a good God. <laughs> and we got some good news about some good things for you. So Brother Oral Roberts is right. God is a good God. And he wants to do something good for you today. Of course, God was saying that a long time ago. Even before that. Can you say amen? What turns and leads men to repentance? Don't think you already know about this. Now, are you with me by faith? Some things we have heard so much until you think you know it. And you cannot be listening for new things. This is one of those. What turns men around? What causes men to repent? Repent does not mean come and fall across the altar and cry and feel bad. What does repent mean? Change. Change. Turn from one way of living to another way of living. Change. Turn from one way of life to another. What has the power? To do that. Somebody that their life is just destroyed by drugs. And they are able to turn their life around. That just like they were obsessed with drugs. They are now completely free from drugs. And they are full of God. Their life has been turned around. What has the power to do that? The Bible said I'm not ashamed. Of the gospel which is what? Not just good news, but good news of good things, of the goodness of God. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of the Lord because it is the power of God unto salvation. The power is in the good news. The power to change men's lives is in the good news. You and I are living proof of it. Are we not? Where would you be tonight without the good news? Without that power that where were you before you got saved? Can you testify here tonight that the good news of the goodness of God and God's good things had in it the power to turn your life around? Turn you from one way of living to another way of living. From bondage to freedom. From sickness to health. From poverty to plenty. Does it have within it the power to do that? Yes, it does. But men and religions have tried other things to turn. They've tried all kinds of things. They've tried reasoning. They've tried intellectual prowess. They've tried craftiness. 
They've tried rules and regulations and a whole lot of condemnation. There is no power in those things for a man or woman's life to be turned around. That's why you see the utter failure of tradition and religion without God and the true gospel. People will go through the motions, but their personal life is a disaster. They've done it all. They've done what the people told them to do, but there's no freedom. They're still in bondage. And they just, they feel bad. They feel terrible. All the guilt is there, but there's no power to turn your life around. Tell me again from the Bible. Tell me again from the scripture. What has the power to turn a man or woman's life around? The good news of the good things. Good things. Good news of the good things of our good God. Can you say amen? Jeremiah, you don't have to turn there, but Jeremiah thirty-one twelve says this. They shall flow together to the goodness of the Lord. They'll flow together to what? To the goodness. What draws people? What's going to pull them in? We can do 10,000 bake sales. And yard sales and garage sales and witty things. And it's not going to get it done. What will get it done? Did you know that religion actually teaches Christians to hide goodness? To hide blessing? Hmm? To hide it. To downplay it. To cover it up. Why? Because the devil knows this is the thing that's going to bring people out of their house and to the church. It's going to bring people out of fear to come on in and get saved. What? When they hear about how good God is. And where are the people that are not coming to church? Where are they going to hear about it? <laughs> Somebody said on the internet. That'll help. <laughs> but not all of them are watching the internet. They should hear about it through you. Instead of you trying to preach down to them that they're a sinner and they need to change, they need to hear out of your mouth how good God is to you. And they need to see it. They need to hear it and they need to see it and they need to hear it big and see it big. That every time you turn around, you're talking about how good God is. And every time they see you come in, you got something new, and you got some new light and revelation, and you've got some new favor, and some new opportunity, and some new goal, and you're always saying, God, God is so good. How'd you get that? God is good. I'm telling you, He is so good to me. This will pull on people. Irresistibly. It'll pull them to turn and repent and come to God. Will it or not? 
But this has not been the thing that's been emphasized. In fact, people, Christians by the millions, they hide their blessings and they downplay them. If they get something good and somebody finds out about it, they go, how would you find out about that? I didn't tell anybody. Did you get a new car? Well, yeah. Who wants to know? Especially preachers. I have talked to so many preachers. Years ago, I got a new Corvette. And uh, I drove it into a place. And a pastor come out. He's looking at it. He said, man, that's pretty. I said, it drives just as good. I said, maybe you ought to get one. He said, oh, I could not. What if my people saw me driving a red Corvette? I said, maybe they'd be happy for you. He said, not my people. (laughs) I don't know. And I know people that have gotten stuff and hid it. They hid it. They only drive it. They never drive it to church. What are they doing? They're hiding. Is it a good car? Did the Lord bless you with it? Is it a good thing or a bad thing? But people are taught by religion. Uh Uh-uh, no, 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 no. Don't make a deal out of that because that's you're just trying to show off. Well, you know your heart whether you're trying to show off or whether you're proclaiming the goodness of God. You know your own heart, the difference between the two. Well, no, nobody wants to know that you, you know, you got something good. Yeah, they do. Y'all want to know? You want to hear about it? I had a fellow pastor tell me a year or so ago, he said, Brother Keith, he said, you tell your people everything. You just tell it all. I said, they like it. (laughs) They like to know. And they're happy about it. We took somebody out on our boat, you know, the Lord gave us, what was a year or two ago? And uh, they said, Brother Keith, this is a nice boat. I said, yeah, it's nice. It's a good boat. And he said, what if some of your people see you out here on it? I mean, this is kind of a small town. I mean, what if somebody sees you out here on this big boat? I said, uh, they'll say, I recognize that. That's the boat they put up on the screen there in the church. Some of them probably say, I got seed in that boat. I got seed in that boat. I got a boat harvest coming. Huh? We've actually had people say, well, you know, I'm going to leak that on you. I'm going to tell that on you. So we told the whole church. What you going to leak? What you going to tell? <laughs> this one lady told Phyllis one time, she said, I'm going to tell about the trouble that uh, you and Brother Keith had years ago. She said, I stood up at the marriage meeting and told all the folks about it. What you going to tell? And they're like, uh, 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 nothing to say. This kind of takes the uh, fun out of folks writing articles on you and taking pictures. And stuff. Why? Because you know it. You saw it. You sold towards some of it, right? I mean, you... But if we hide, you and me hide the goodness, 
we are taking away one of the most powerful tools that God intended to use to draw people into him because the devil has lied on God and people do not really believe he's this good. And the church has contributed to it because if anything good did happen, they covered it up. Scared somebody's going to see it and they're going to be afraid. Oh, people will talk. People will talk. God wants them talking. He wants them talking. It's not what you got. It's how you got it. Now, if you lied, you stole I wouldn't be surprised why you want it covered up. You don't want anybody to know. But if you sowed your seed and God did it for you and it came the right way, that's not the thing to cover up. Hmm? Wear it. Live in it. Drive it. And tell it. Now I know some people don't have enough light, they'll just think you're bragging. Even if you do it with the most humble heart, they'll still say, well, look, they're coming and bragging about that new thing they got. That's why you got to do it with the utmost humility that you know how, and you don't talk about you, you talk about God. But even if you do it perfectly, there's some folks that just total darkness, and they don't even understand what's going on. So they'll say, ah, they come in here bragging because they got that new car. Well, they think they're something, don't they? And you may have to endure some of that. That can be some of the persecution for reaping the harvest. But it'll work on them. I said it'll work on them. And the goodness of God will be in front of them every time they're around you. Every time you come in and go out, the goodness of God. Because you're not telling that you did it and you got it because you were so smart or because you were so good. You don't, You never say a word like that. You're saying God is so gracious. He is so good. He'll just bless you. He'll just bless you beyond your wildest imagination. He'll just do exceeding abundantly above everything you ever asked or thought. He is so good. That draws men and women to turn and come to God. Is it true? Yes, it is. Listen to these scriptures. Are you still got Isaiah or not? Good. Go to 63. 63. And 7. Says I will mention. The loving kindnesses of the Lord. I'll do what? Talk about it. Tell it. And the praises of the Lord. According to all that the Lord has bestowed on us. And the great goodness. Toward the house of Israel, which he has bestowed on them according to his mercies and according to the multitude of his loving kindnesses. The NIV says, I will tell it. The New Living says, I will tell of the Lord's unfailing love. I will praise the Lord for all he has done. I will rejoice in his great goodness. I'm going to tell it, he said. What did the psalmist say? Let the redeemed of the Lord cover it up and hide it. No. No. Let them say so. Let them say so. They may not always understand it. 
They may not know what you're saying or what you're doing. Don't just try to be obnoxious. Don't just try to be confusing. But do not blink an eye. Do not be intimidated. Do not be reserved. You don't have to have any prompting to just speak right up and tell somebody how good God is to you. Hmm? Follow the Spirit of God. There will be times you might be on the job. And break time or something. Maybe a person you work by and they don't pretend to know the Lord at all. You know they don't go to church, don't try to live right, don't believe in the Lord. And you can just start up and say, I don't know if you believe in this kind of thing or not, but let me tell you. I prayed this morning, my baby was running the temperature, and I'm telling you, God healed my baby just like that. And I'm so happy, I just want to cry tears of joy. God's done that for my family for years now. He is so good to us. He healed my baby. Thank you, Jesus. They may look at you like you're talking a foreign language, but something will come into them, and it'll just stay in them. It'll stay in them. You ain't talking about their sin. You ain't talking about how they got drunk or slept around this weekend. You're not talking about what church you ought to belong to or how you ought to be baptized or how you ought to wear your hair or length of your skirt or nothing. You're talking about how good God is to you. Now, who can tell you he's not? You ain't talking about nobody. You're talking about what he's done for me. Who's a greater authority on that than you? Nobody. Nobody. <laughs> Who's going to tell you you're a liar? You don't know what you're talking about. You're wrong. You're talking about a personal experience. Something God did for me. What can people, when you get through saying it, what can people say about it? <laughs> oh, but friend, it'll stay with them. I said it'll stay with them. It'll stay with them. I know one of the first sports cars I got pulled up in the driveway and I was washing it. And about three or four of the neighborhood boys came over to see it. And they said, "Uh, man, that's a nice car. I said, ain't it nice? I said, the Lord gave me that. (laughs) And one of the kids that lived next door, he told the rest of them, said, he's a preacher. They said, preacher? One of them said, one of them just, you know, kids will just say it right now. They said, what does a preacher need a car like that for? I said, boys, this is a church going sports car. I said, this car's already been to church all kind of times. It's been to church so many times it almost goes by itself. I said, it's church going sports car. And they just looked at me with their eyes big. Now, they're drinking this in. Every word. You don't have to sell drugs. You don't have to lie. You don't have to steal. God would give you a car. Because when you're a boy like that, car's big stuff. Right? God would give you a car. How did you get it? They said again. I said, the Lord gave it to me. Who? The Lord. God. They just shook their head. Because see, that has not been taught. That God would put you in a good house. God would pay off your bills. Huh? 
that hasn't been said enough. What has been said is that, well, God may be teaching you something through this poverty and financial anguish. And we just don't understand the ways of it. What are you saying? You're saying God can be mean. And we don't understand it. And God may steal your baby. Don't even ask why. God may never help you get a leg up. He may knock you down when you take a step or two forward, but he knows best, and so just don't question it. People have been told these kind of things. If not right out, then they've been implied. And that does not lead men to repentance. It drives men and women away from churches and God because they think he's a mean God. Nobody just come right out and say it, but that's the impression that's left is God, you know, you're not perfect and you miss it up in so many ways and God hates sin and he hates sinners and so watch out. If you could ever get perfect enough and holy enough and clean enough, God might bless you. No, no, no. God is good even to unthankful people. He's good to sinners. He's good. Somebody say he's good. Hallelujah. Is he good? I would tell it, he said. I would tell. Say that out loud. I would tell it. I would tell of the Lord's goodness. I would tell of all the good things he's done for me. Hmm. Go to Deuteronomy 26, please. I will tell it. Deuteronomy 26. Now, this is the tithing chapter. But in Deuteronomy 26, talking about first fruits and tithes, he talked about bringing your offering before the Lord. Verse 10. Deuteronomy 26.10, you say, Behold, I have brought the firstfruits of the land, which you, O Lord, have given me. Did you know that our offerings are supposed to be accompanied with confession and saying? The reason why we, we always stand up and say some things. And you shall set it before the Lord your God, and what? And worship before the Lord thy God. Maybe we need to stir up on this song. What do you think? Worship before the Lord your God. Verse 11 and what? What? Is this a suggestion? Now he's telling them this is what you do. You put your offering in the basket. You bring it before the priest. You stand up and you say these things. And then you do what? You set it before the Lord your God and you worship before the Lord your God and, not even the end of a sentence, and you shall rejoice in every good thing which the Lord your God has given to you and to your house, you and the Levite and the guest, the visitors. Everybody. Everybody. Going to bring their offering and stand and hold it up before the Lord and worship God and be happy. And rejoice for all the goodness of God in our lives. Failure to do this 
is an open door to the curse. I'm going to show you that in just a minute. How many believe the word though? Are we supposed to be rejoicing in what? In every good thing. We're standing up here. You know it's offering time. We're in church. We're saved. God give us clothes to wear. We're eating today. Got a place to sleep. Healed body. Good marriage and good family. Good business and names in the Lamb's book of life. Got authority over every devil and every disease in the name of Jesus. And got tithes and offerings in my hand to put into the kingdom of God. It's time to rejoice. It's time to be thankful and worship for every good thing that the Lord's done for us. Now when people come visit a church like that, that's going to stir them up. Instead of playing funeral music. Painfully. Slow. And dull. And people dropping the change. Cling. Cling. And you can tell they have to shake their hand to get that off. Cling. And you can tell most of the crowd don't want to give. Most of the crowd don't even want to be there. They just want to see how quick we can get out of here. Any brave soul that would visit the church would never want to come back. But when before you can even get to the parking lot, you see these guys and these ladies going. And a sinner goes, what's that fool waving for? What are they doing? And everybody they see has got this giant smile and this light on their face. And everybody's going, oh, God, he's so good. He's so good. He's so good. He gave us a church. He gave us a family. He paid everything off. And he gave me three houses. Glory to God. I just come back from a week at my beach house, and it's all paid for him. God's prospered my business. I had to open three other branches. and God just gave me 12 new suits. and Glory to God. God just paid for my child's college education in advance. There are only 10. Glory to God. Glory to God. The whole bunch is just full of God's goodness. And every one of them want to tell you about it. They want to come back. If for no other reason to find out what's wrong with us. <laughs> Why we are so weird compared to other folk that said they were Christians, but were depressed every day. <laughs> it will draw men. It will draw women. It will turn people to God when nothing else will. It's the goodness of God. Hallelujah. You're there in Deuteronomy 26. Go right over to the 28th chapter. And let's look at what I was talking about. 
He told them in Deuteronomy 28, if they would keep his commandments, all these blessings would come on them and overtake them. Is he talking about good things? You'll be blessed when you go out, blessed when you come in, blessed in the city and in the country, blessed in your basket and your store, blessed in your body, blessed in your investments, blessed in your family, right? Is he talking about a good life? Good things. He said, but if you don't obey, all these curses will come on you. And he begins to mention every area where the good things would have happened, bad things will be happening. And if you get down to verse 46, well, verse 44, he, the, your enemies will lend to you and you won't lend to them. He'll be the head and you shall be the tail. Are we supposed to always be under and always have to go to somebody else for help? Are we supposed to be the head and be able to help other people? Yes. Moreover, all these curses will come on you and pursue you and overtake you till you'll be destroyed. Is that good or bad? That's bad. So is that God's will? Certainly not. God's will is that they do what he said and keep his commands and all those blessings would come on them. He said, because you hearken not to the voice of the Lord your God to keep his commandments and the statutes which he commanded you, and they'll be upon you for a sign and for a wonder. A sign to who? The people without. The people outside of the covenant people. Is it true that what happens in our lives is a sign to the people around us that don't know God? Whether we obey God or whether we don't, as to whether we're cursed or whether we're blessed. And he went on to say, it'll be a sign, verse 47, why? Why? Because you serve not the Lord your God with what? Joyfulness and with gladness of heart. Why? For the abundance of all things. And we could say all the good things that God did for you. You can tell when a people are backsliding. You can tell when a people are getting cold, a church, a family, an individual is falling away from God and backsliding and getting cold. They become unthankful. One of the worst conditions a man or woman could be in. And instead of talking about all the good things God's done for them, they start talking about what they don't have. I want this and I don't have that. And I want that. We need this. We don't have that. Becoming unthankful. You're headed away from God. Because you're no longer in faith now. You're talking doubt and unbelief. Oh, but if you want to see more good, talk good. If you want to see more blessing, talk blessing. Right? You want to have something to be even more thankful about. Be thankful right now where you are. Be thankful. It begets after its own kind. You begin to say how good God is to you. He'll show you he's better than you say. 
He'll demonstrate. You just go around all the time saying, God, you're so good to me. Oh, you're so good to me. Oh, you're so. You will have what you say. Go around with a scowl on your face. Well, I don't know what they're always shouting, but God don't ever do anything for me. I don't, I don't ever get healed. I, I ain't had a new car in 40 years. And I can't ever see. Well, you having what you say. But it's not the will of God. And you're under a curse because you're not serving God with gladness and joyfulness. The joy of the Lord is our strength. And when people see on TV or they see on the internet or they're brave enough to come in here and sit down, they need to see joy in the front, joy in the back, joy on both sides. And everybody, nobody talking about sin and condemnation and guilt and how bad you are and how bad you smell and and your dress is too short and and your top is too tight and, and you got too many of this or too little of that. No, no, they just hear people God is so good. He is so good. He is so good. And they leave with this one unmistakable thought. God is a good God. And they heard the good news about the good things of the good God. That has the power within it to turn around a man or woman's life. Can you say amen? Go to Philippians, please. Just one chapter. No, Philemon's what I'm trying to say. Philemon. Philemon in the New Testament, you know, one chapter. And uh, just this uh, sixth verse is what I want you to see right now. Well, let me back up to the fifth verse. He said, uh, hearing... Of your love and faith, which you have toward the Lord Jesus and toward all saints, that the communication of your faith may become effectual by what? By the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. The wording of this verse in the old English language, some way or another, people just, it goes right over. But I saw some things today I hadn't seen before in this. I knew, I knew we were supposed to acknowledge good things. I'd gotten that much. But I hadn't seen this like this. Back up to the very first part of it. How does it start off? That the communication of your faith. Oh, are y'all with me? Are y'all getting this? May become what? Then is there a situation where you're trying to communicate your faith and it is not effectual? It is not effective. Oh, y'all are getting it now. Millions have been ineffective trying to communicate their faith to unbelievers. But he's telling you how to make it effectual. How to make it effective. How? By harping on their sin? By telling them all the rules they got to keep to get to heaven? No, no, no. No. By the acknowledging of every good thing that's in you. In you. In you, in your life, in your home, in your ministry, in you. 
<laughs> Listen to this. The living says, I pray that as you share your faith with others. So is this talking about being a witness? As you share your faith with others, it will grip their lives too. As they see the wealth of good things in you that come from Christ Jesus. I'm glad I came tonight. It was just for that. You hear it all the time. You know, how are we going to reach the unreached? How are we going to reach the lost? And this program and that program. And this idea and that idea. God's already got the program. He's already got the way. When the unsaved neighbors and the unsaved and the non-church going and non-believing people that work around us, live around us, when they just keep seeing day after day and they keep hearing day and night how good God is in our life, it will make our faith to be communicated effectively to them. Their hearts and their minds will be open to it when they hear the good news. About all the good things. Of the good, 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 good God. It'll turn them around. It'll grab a hold of them. It said it'll grip them. It'll grip their lives. Every day you come to work. Every day. And they look at you and you're smiling. And they go, well, go ahead and tell me. What? What? Well, now that you ask. God... He did this, and he did that. And I was going, and I was in trouble, didn't know what to do, and I just prayed, God, just fix the thing. Got me out of it. This is nothing against them. This is not pushing on them. It's not pulling on them. It's not pressuring them. It's not trying to be preachy to them or push anything off on them. This is you. Acknowledging. Acknowledging. Telling, showing every good thing that is in your life because of Christ Jesus. This is how we win all of Missouri and Arkansas and the world. Glory to God. We live in the show me state. So let's show them. Let's show them. You know, we the, we spend money on flowers. Substantial money. But what do these flowers say? God is good. The little lotions in the bathroom and everything. What is all? People say, well, y'all, y'all could spend that money on something. It's evangelism. It's evangelism. Don't tell us how to spend our money. Y'all could spend it on souls. That's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. We won't ever blade of grass on this place to shout, God's good and he'll do something good for you. We want people to look at the stuff and the surroundings. How many believe we can come way up from where we are? Listen to the uh, New Living. 
He says it like this. I pray that you may be active in sharing your faith. Now, how many times has that been preached? In denominational churches and there are all kinds of churches all over the world. Share your faith. Get out and share your faith. Share your faith. Testify, share your faith. But what have people done? So many times it's been a, I don't know, a dry, mechanical. Do you know the Lord Jesus as your personal Savior? May I tell you about the Roman road? If you're not saved, you will go to hell. And if that's all you know, well, bless your heart. You're doing the best you know. But God told us how to do it. Didn't he? He told us how to do it. We're a fishing. We're fishing. You don't just take your, your rod and your line and your hook and go, bite it. I said bite. Huh? And some witnessing has just been confrontational. Well, will you pray the prayer right now or not? <laughs> and sometimes it's somebody, they don't know you, they've never seen you before, and they're like, whoa, get this nut out of my way. Right? No, you want to catch the fish, you got to put something out there that the fish thinks is good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then you just go, whoo, look how good that is. Oh, that is so good. That is so, you got to have some of that. Until the fish just goes, good, good, it's good, it's good. (laughs) Stand on your feet. Oh, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.